on this week's episode or this month's episode of Kiki and a Cup, <laughs> Melissa goes to Washington and learns. Just like Mr. Deeds. Mavis and Felicia have a lot to say about pride. Oh, there's some shit going over on RuPaul. Oh, shit. That reunion was something special. And health care bill? Um, question mark. All that and much more on this week's episode of Kiki and a Cup. Felicity's here too, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Do the thing. Kiki in a cup, hi! Kiki in a cup, happy pride! Happy pride! Happy pride! When you were young, you were different. But you didn't know you were different because it was just the way you felt. And then someone said, hey, you're looking quite spelt. That's when you knew you liked boys or you liked girls or you were kind of somewhere in between. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. And then you thought, hey, Judy Garland, that she sings real swell. Or you thought, I want to play for the New York Liberty basketball team. Basketball. You, you were moving at your own pace. <laughs> this world, this life, this love, it's not a race. You felt different somehow. And what do you know? It turned out you're gay or bisexual or transgender or queer. And that's okay. Fabulous. And fabulous, and you have a whole month. This is your month. It's a whole month. Live. Go yeah. out into the world. Do things. Spin around. You should you spin. You need to totally sound of music, that shit. Yeah, you should spin. Get yourself a robe that has, like, a flow to it. You know what I mean? Like a bell. A coat of many the colors. Bottom. Yes. Joseph doesn't just deserve that coat. No. What's he doing with it? Dolly Parton doesn't just deserve that coat. She will share. She will share. Although she does deserve a coat of many colors. Although Pride is at the end of June here in Chicago. Some places it's in the fall. and some places it was earlier in the month. Philadelphia or Pittsburgh's was last weekend. Pittsburgh I don't remember. Uh, Philadelphia's was last weekend as well. And there was... There, we should talk about the hubbub in Philadelphia. The hubbub. Hubbub. Hub, 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 hubbub, hubbub. Let's have a little liberty music. That's Olympic liberty music. <laughs> a little bit. Right. <laughs> John. John Williams, can you have some liberty for Philadelphia? Philadelphia freedom. Yes. No, he doesn't want to have any freedom. Um, I'm talking about the fact that Philadelphia, the city of Brotherly and sisterly love, the one with the statue that says love, which is often smaller than everybody anticipates when they see it for the first time, and they're like, what the fuck? This looks weird. Why is it so small? And then, yeah. That city? Well, they added two colors to the pride flag. They added a beige and a dark brown to represent the many colors of the rainbow. The the rainbow has so many colors. And you know what? If Gilbert Baker, who designed the pride flag, artist and drag queen Mr. Gilbert Baker from San Francisco, who passed on this past year, I bet that Gilbert would be the first to say, yes. Aaron's out of practice. That was good, the second one. Oh, so good. Mm. So go ahead, Philadelphia. And to people who are having issues, because I want to say this. 
I know change is hard. Change, when it's in your pocket, it makes noise. Change. Change is, change is great unless you got to do it. Okay. <laughs> and it's just like, people, it's a flag. It's a flag. And right. brown and light tan are colors that represent the vastness. Let's put all the, the colors in there. LGBTQ, Q, Q. We can have PP yellow and we can have uh, maroon. Well, the thing is that I wonder is, the pride flag, like, there are all the, like, different factions of the gay community, and, like, the pride flag will have, like, a paw for the bears or an otter for otters or mm-hmm. bananas for people who like fruit. I mean, <laughs> For I the monkeys. For the monkeys. <laughs> I just don't understand it. But anyway, so uh, go ahead, Philadelphia. Expressing freedom. Continuing to grow. Philadelphia's where it's at. They put always, a crack in always, the bell up and down. And as always, we're going to give a shout out to Philadelphia's own Brian Sims. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, get to know your politicians. And if you are in Philadelphia and Brian Sims represents your congressional district, congratulations, you lucky fucker. Give him an air high five. Did like you know this. that you can meet with your congressman if you choose? You just have to request a visit and you can lobby yourself. We'll get into that later. Anyway, back to Pride. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, Pride Parade is this Sunday. This it will be the first parade I've been to in about four years. Oh, really? Because I don't have a show or a rehearsal Fantastic. during the parade this year. I, they actually canceled our rehearsal. We were supposed to have rehearsal. and Because so it's the Pride frickin' fi- films and whatever. I know, and they're like, oh, duh, we're at the Pride Films in place. So I scheduled a, um, how to say, open house, and then I'm going to try and come up to the parade after the make some open bucks. house, because Mama got to work. Okay. But yeah, I'm excited for the Pride Parade. It's the 48th annual. That's a oh four my. and an eight. That's four and an eight. Congratulations, Chicago. Adds that's up to 12. Four. It does. Oh my God. Numbers. <gasps> and that adds up to three. So, okay, here's the thing. Music kind of is like math, isn't it? So you're, you're, are you swell with math? Uh, no. No? I'm, no, I'm really not good with math. You're not? No. I think so. For me, music is more like a language thing. Oh. So it's like, like talking. Pattern so you could be a linguist. I'm a cunning linguist. Oh, you're so cunning, you linguist. Look at that tongue. Aaron, you would be a very popular, popular straight man. <laughs> that was some gifts. Hello, ladies. That was some gifts. Anyway, and as we know, there's only one reason I married my husband, because <laughs> he's gifted. <laughs> Happy birthday oh, to me. Anyway, back to <laughs> Pride. So here's something fun that uh, somebody uh, was at a convention, and we'll talk about that later, but uh, there was a representative from Florida who got up and spoke, uh, and she, oh, I want to say her name was Lois Frankel, uh, and she represents the 21st District in Florida, and she got up and talked about don't turn your back on your hard-earned rights. And I thought that was a very powerful statement because she was talking about the healthcare issue, but that's something to think about, you know, like like being a woman could be a pre-existing condition, and yes, we wanted the Supreme Court, but what don't turn your back on your hard part so, rights. So tell you what, let's go it's into only been two years. Tell us all about your trip that you took. So hey kids, politics. politics. What I went to Washington. I went to lobby my congressman. I was going to lobby him, but I didn't know what I was lobbying about. Then I got there, I got there, and I learned Title IX's important, and they're going to defund stuff like Pell Grants. That's how most women go to colleges on a Pell Grant. And Title IX, it's going to be flatlined. Betty Demons is a piece of, you know what? So I went 
as well. Oh! So first you call your senator or congressman's office. You request to speak with their scheduler. Easy. Usually they'll just say, here's the schedule's email. They ain't got time to talk to your face. So you email once. Then you email twice. Typically, you also have to email a third time. But who's counting? I counted because it took time out of my life to schedule a meeting with a staffer or my congressman. I said I would meet with a staffer because I just wanted someone to hear. I had to talk about Title IX and women's issues. It's so dear. I want equality. So I met with her senior policy advisor to Mike Quigley. Hey, she's on board with everything. I said a bunch of stuff and she said, okay. And then I let her know that Mike Quigley didn't have a 100% scorecard from American Association of University Women, which is whom I was lobbying with. She was shocked. She was appalled. I would look into it. And that's how you lobby your congressmen or your senators, too. Just give them a call. It was much easier than I really thought it would be. And then I walked down the hall and I saw the offices for Rand Paul. And yes, I gave him the middle finger. Fuck you, Rand Paul. And his interns were all in there and they were all really tall, thin, blonde hair, blue eyes. I gave them the finger, too. And that's democracy. And then I got to meet Mike Quigley and took a picture with him. I'll post it on the wall. <laughs> so fun. Snaps, yes. <laughs> so mainly I was... <laughs> oh, what are you looking at? The plays I have? My mic keeps slipping down. Oh. This is Girl in the Goldfish Bowl. Okay, Girl in the Goldfish uh. Bowl. I, uh, so yeah, so I went um, with American Association of University Women as part of Lobby Day. Uh-huh. And um, with everyone who went from Illinois, there was 50 people who went from Illinois. So we got to meet with uh, Brad Middleton, mm-hmm. who has worked for Senator Dick Durbin for nine years. Uh-huh. He was in a full-on suit. And he spent a half hour with us. I kind of think he's a tool, but he agrees with us. So anyway, thanks, Brad Middleton. So we didn't get to actually meet with Dick Durbin because he's a big freaking deal. Mm-hmm. Tammy Duckworth, on the other hand, her whole staff is totally young. They were all super young. The girl who was with us, because she was actually on the floor voting for something. And so she was delayed and we were waiting for her. And like, so her, one of her, her staff members was talking to us and she told us that she had started with Tammy four years earlier in Congress as an intern. And now she's a full-fledged staffer under her Senate as, as a wow. senator. And so it was really great. And she had a lot to say. And Tammy Duckworth has a 100% scorecard rating from uh, AUW, American Association of University Women, which is a bipartisan group that fights for equal rights for women because equal rights is not a partisan issue. Mm-hmm. And that is something that like, I took away from this weekend that I thought was really cool was the idea that civil rights should not be a partisan issue. Mm-mm. It shouldn't be um, Republicans are against women's rights and gay rights and right for mental health and all, civil rights for human beings shouldn't be a partisan issue. And that's I find that really great that the Republicans who were there were fighting right alongside us mm-hmm. because, you know, equality in pay, 
Anyway, the big deal is Title IX, something that Aaron and I have never lived without. That is uh, the statute that makes it as part of, uh, it, it, it protects it protects equality within education. It protects against um, sexual harassment and bullying in schools, as well as enabling girls to have opportunity to play sports in schools equal to boys, um, as well as protecting our LGBTQ youth and things like that. So Title IX, there's for every, so every school, the law is supposed to have a Title IX coordinator at every school. Uh So every school is supposed to have a Title IX coordinator. Universities and colleges have come a long way because of lots of lawsuits Uh Um, (laughs) once Title IX was put in place. Title IX is going to turn 45 on June 23rd. Oh, wow. And it took a long time for there to be some lawsuits and things like that. Like I'm not going to math. 42? Or 72 was when 72, it came out? 72, yeah. 72. 72. Yeah, 72. It would be 72. And so, uh, but anyway, so most of our listeners and me and Aaron, we have never known a world without Title IX. So we have had some protection. Now, universities and colleges are much better at implementing Title IX and having a Title IX coordinator who is trained and... um, in the uh, Department of Education, the Office of Civil Rights in the Department of Education put out a fabulous pamphlet in 2014 to help keep Title IX coordinators completely educated so that way there is people to talk to. It doesn't mean that all those pamphlets got out to people. And then um, come to find out, like, we have so much work to do in K through 12. K through 12, um, sometimes there's just a Title IX coordinator for an entire school district. Uh And so, like, for instance, the best example I can give is my mother's example is that the Pennsylvania school, public schools in all of Pennsylvania, so these are are schools that get federal funding. Uh That's, they have to have, Uh follow Title IX. If you're a private school, you don't have to follow Title IX. Uh Um, But if you don't get federal funds. So, my mom said that Pennsylvania last year reported that 66% of all of the schools in Pennsylvania have no problems with bullying or sexual harassment. Oh. <gasps> Bullshit. So, yeah. So, we have a lot of work to do in K-12, through and Betsy DeVos wants to defund all that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so Title IX, we have to make sure that Title IX stays protected and remains law. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing that AUW just came out with this crazy report about gender and student loan debt. So women come out of school more in debt than men. Uh-huh. And because of the pay gap, uh, uh, it takes us longer to pay off our student loan debt. And women of color, pr- much more, what do I want to say, proportionately? More proportionately, or what, what are, women of color uh-huh are 57% more, especially black women, are 57% more likely to be in poverty and unable to pay their bills or eat because of their student loans. Uh Yet women make up 56% of the student population in college and universities. And 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 so Betsy DeVos and the new budget that just came out, they're trying to defund Pell Grants, which is like the number one way that people, uh, poor people, people underneath middle class are affording to go to school. And like, it's this crazy, just crazy shit. Like I'm going to come. So I came out of school. It took me like almost 20 years to pay off my student loan debt. It took me 17 years to pay off my student loan debt. We are still paying off Rob's student loan debt and we'll be paying off Rob's student loan debt for 15 more years. Everybody knows Rob and I are old. We will be paying Rob's student loan off for 15 more years. So we have to do better. I mean, Bernie Bernie Sanders was on to something. We have to do better. But the way that we can start is we can't defund the Pell Grants. We can't. So that's what I was lobbying for. Uh And I met with Allison Jarris in Mike Quigley's, Congressman Quigley's office. Congressman Quigley like breezed by, shook my hand. Uh I met with Allison in and then afterwards, I got to meet with him again. Um, but she was so funny because everything I said, she's like, yup, we're on board. On board. We are into that. 
next issue. And then I talked about the student loan stuff and she was like, we're on board for that too. And then I was like, but you don't have a hundred percent success scorecard with uh-huh. AUW. They had not, they didn't sponsor some bill that was about, um, uh, counselors for sexual assault victims on college campuses. So I'm gonna. I wrote to AEW because I had to fill out like a feedback form and told them, "Hey, he wants to know why he doesn't have 100." percent Like she was so pissed that he didn't have 100. Huh. percent She know? was like, "How does he not have 100 percent score? We are all for equality. What are you saying? How are you rating him?" So they were so upset. But then I got to talk to him afterwards and took a picture with him, and yeah. it was kind of like, I don't know. It was the first time where I was like. I feel like politicians are superstars. Like I had, it sounds like it. Yeah. Like I really had that moment where I was like, "Oh my god, I'm standing!" Like my and I have like I have that Roxy. I call it the Roxy Andrews face. Like whenever or the Andre Andre De Shields face. Like whenever I meet somebody famous who I think is a really big deal, in the picture I always look like a freaking maniac can or you, like I have a clown. Yeah, like I just always look like a weirdo. And so I look at the picture after I'm like, ah, there it is, the For Roxy those Andrews. Of you at home. <laughs> Melissa looks like she's about to shit her pants. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have I have the same I have, a, I have a very similar look in my picture with oh, her tampon. Jean Luc Picard. <laughs> Let me just suck the tampon back in. <laughs> I did my kegels. Suck it back in. But anyway, so lobbying is so fun and it's super easy and anybody can do it. You can request, so you can do it at your state level too. You could too. I could do it. And if you want to talk to your representatives at the state level, like I came back pretty jazzed. Did you know that Nevada is the only state that has ratified the Equal Rights Amendment? And do you know that the Equal Rights Amendment passed, but no states had ratified it? It's just been sitting there. So Nevada has ratified it. We here in Illinois, we have 2003, we had the Equal Pay Act, and then they just passed both houses, House Bill 2436. Oh, my God. I No, maybe it's 20. Maybe it's 2664. Anyway, it just passed in March. Um, both houses at the state level, that it would make it uh, illegal in Illinois for employers to ask your salary history when they're hiring you. Because so- I think, yes, that's... Because salary history is a great way to continue the pay gap for women. Uh-huh. Because we already make less than you do because you had a penis. And now you're going to ask me what my former salary is, and that's going to enable employers to pay me less, even if the job is worth more. Mm. So, um, so that's so we've already passed that here. We just have to get the governor to sign it. But uh, if that if that happens in Illinois, and who knows if Brucey's going to fucking sign it, but if Bruce Rauner signs it, which I can't believe he would, that would be really great and a step forward for equal pay in Illinois. But the other thing that we could do is we could ratify the equal rights amendment. Greg Harris, I want to meet with you and talk about Let's have equal rights amendment Why Nevada gotta be the head of But it's Equal rights, equal rights Equal rights So I think that's possible That's a great little ditty We are dropping gem bombs We are so pumped. <coughs> we are so pumped. But that sounds, I don't know, I learned so much just by like when you tell me this shit. <laughs> do so, I? Do you? Yes. Like, yeah, I could easily be a lobbyist. Like I could do it. I, well, I told a couple people, I'm like, I could do that. But you have to remember, I was also lobbying people who absolutely agree with me. Right. The thing that I also really enjoyed, everybody spoke like me. You know how I talk real fast and I'm real passionate? Everybody talked like that. It was so great. 
Melissa for controller of the deeds. <laughs> Let me control your deeds. I think she needs to run for office one day, folks. I would like to, but then I wonder, because, you know, I'm pretty I mean, open. that would be your life. I swear like a sailor. I do. Well, so? Bill Clinton well, who, played who's, the saxophone. Who's in the presidents right now? Oh, that's true. That's true, motherfucker. Greg Harris. He's a friend. And uh-huh. so I may like want to like have a little sit down and just be like, hey, bro. Ha, ha, if you need delicate ha, piano ha, underscore. Ha, ha. I wanted to go into politics. How does one begin? What position do I choose? How do I get the public behind my dreams? I just want to help and serve. But not potatoes or a sandwich. Although if you want one, I could get one for you. Aware of places to buy sandwiches. Hey, Greg Harris, how did you begin? Did you start as controller of deeds? Recorder of deeds is actually the title of that position, but who's counting? (laughs) Should I start at recorder of deeds? I don't want to be a treasurer or anything like that, but maybe I could be a politician. Politici, politi, politicize, politicos. Help me, Greg Harris. Oh! The grass is always greener when you are a politician. You dream about being a politician, and then you are offended because of this song. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows, kid? One day. Do you know what we really need to talk about, Aaron? What? Um, that reunion show on RuPaul's Drag Race. RuPaul's Drag Race. RuPaul's Drag Race. He is a RuPaul, RuPaul, RuPaul Drag Race. RuPaul's Drag Race. That was a fucking reunion, people. It was a fucking reunion. Holy shit. I mean, well, I, they, I they was, got to read each other again, which yes, I love. Yes, which I love. And Eureka. I can't wait for season 10. She, I mean, she, she could win. Eureka could win. Go ahead. And it would be nice to have a big girl win. Because ain't no big girl ever won. Ever won. Ever won. Ever won. Anyway. Ever won. Ever won. Ever won. Um, side note, for those of you who are also fans, besides just we'll get... The, 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 RuPaul we'll get the is on the cover of Entertainment Weekly this week. Really? Yeah. Yes. In the bathroom where all our Entertainment Weeklies live. I thought I saw. But yeah, so there's like a whole big story on RuPaul and how RuPaul came to be RuPaul. RuPaul Andre Charles. I mean, I grew up in a a household that didn't really give a shit about that kind of stuff, but Mm -hmm. I remember knowing who RuPaul was. She was in that movie, that the Brady Bunch movie. She was in the Brady she Bunch movie. Counselor. She was in Love Shack by the B-52s, which was her yeah. first big thing. Mm-hmm. And then she wanted to be supermodel of the world. Mm-hmm. And she became and look at her. supermodel works. And you know, she don't Shantae. get a drag for anything less than 10 Gs. No, we? she do not. And she don't have to no more. Okay. Nope. She is also in the television series on Netflix, Girl Boss, which I completely binged. Yeah. It's a worthy binge. It's, mm-hmm. it's worth it. Binge it. They're half Is that hour a girl ep- boss? She's a boss and she's, she's boss. a girl. Um, but RuPaul's her neighbor. Anyway, so the fucking reunion, I though. Mean, when they all looked fabulous. They all looked amazing. And can we say, um, with the exception of Aja, because we know how I feel about her. I just, she's still like a little messy. Um, but that's okay. Maybe that's her thing. Is she's just a little messy. <laughs> Trash. Wait, what's, uh, 
What, what, is, what is that term? I'm going to think of it in a second. Bougie trash? Bougie, yeah, like trashy bougie or something like that. Bougie trash. Trash bougie. Bougie trash. Trash queen. Trash queen. Trash. That's Eureka. You guys are trash queen. I love Eureka. So that's what I, what I got out of it is now we know who Valentina is. Valentina. I, she is evil. Well, did you see on her Instagram page that now she's come out with that video that everybody was asking about? But she's like wearing sunglasses and super sarcastic. Uh-uh. Shady bitch. Shady bitch. I mean, I. She's a child and she's behaving like one. I wish. Just like stand up for your fellow queens, you know? Yeah, don't be a dick. Don't let your fans. They were threatening Alexis's life. Say what you can about Alexis, but they were threatening her life. And they really came for. I know, and they really came for Nina Bonina, too. I'm like. Because she lip synced like she was supposed to. And then comparing yourself to freaking Selena? That was much. That was much. I'm sorry. No. I am obsessed with Selena. Selena's. And I'm like, no. And then I said, no. And then I was like, uh. But she just sat there and was like, I'm pretty. She was a mean girl. She's a mean girl. And she won, well, fan favorite. <laughs> yeah, which I'm like, I didn't even know we could vote because I would have voted. Um, I still like her, but you know who, who the claws were at was? And she was a little super bitchy. It was Ooh. Shay. Shay was bitchy. She, I mean, she was calling everyone out and she was not wrong. No. But at the same time, like, she was going in guns blazing. Oh my God, was she ever? I was yeah. like, okay. But I think. I was a little that, caught off guard by that. Yeah, I was I too. She was nicer. Me too. But I don't. I don't. Shay no. Like, like, she wasn't wrong. I don't blame Shay because I'm just kind of like, now, because that was some bullshit. You know, I felt really bad for Farah. That was like yeah, Valentina. Like we were really friends. Hurt. And she was like, I miss my friend. And Valentina's like, oh, I don't have time. And you can text me. And I responded. And I'm a batch. Like, I don't want people to hire Valentina. That's how much I hate her. I hate her so much. I mean, she will get booked. She, she will. Fans, so. And she's beautiful. And her fans are vicious. So... I just, I hope that people who are on the fence about liking her are now on the other side looking at her going, biatch. Yep. I am anti-Valentina now. I thought she was stunning and I loved her and yeah. now I'm like, nope, done. Um, I, I'm still Team Trinity. I, I Are win. you really? I want her to win. I'm torn between almost all of them, to be honest She's with you. Got the, I think she got the best story and the best, like, arc in the show or like yeah. the most growth yeah i enjoy like Trinity. she wants to like run the world oh yeah she does you know? and she's a she's like, already planned she a tour is like super pageant girl so it's not gonna offense to get bob or anything like that but like a lot of these queens i feel like they get the crown and then they're not like out in the world representing yeah. like okay bob what are you doing where are you he's on commercials for baywatch that's true go ahead um <laughs> but but like bianca was out there representing the community and like doing all the talk shows and doing the bit you know mm. And I feel like Trinity would do that. I don't know that Sasha would or Peppermint. Yeah. But it's... Although, um, so... The I twist, had a moment with Peppermint, though. Oh, you did? Yeah, that I was like, oh, okay. And she she could. I see Well, you. and now that they're doing a lip sync. Right. You know, who's the best lip syncer? Peppermint's Peppermint. really good. Like, she she's good. She could send some of them home. Yeah. So I'm interested. However, it's going to be great. It it's yeah. this coming Friday. Friday night at Friday night. Well, and apparently they just started filming All Stars. Holy shit. So it'll come out this fall. I wonder who's I on. I bet Valentina's on. I hope she goes home like the minute she's open. The minute mouth. she gets. 
fuck I th- you. I think they hold off a season, so the earliest season would be last year. Okay. So maybe like Kim Chi might be back. Oh, that would be fun. No. Yeah. No. Okay, so Kim Chi. Okay. I need some Kim Chi on these fries. So anyway, that reunion show was crazy. It was the test. I watched it twice. But I did have that moment when they, the the episode, but when they when she decided to do top four rather than top three, I had that moment where I was like, I don't know that peppermint deserves to go home this week. She didn't. No. And then I was like, so then what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? Who's it gonna do? Who's gonna happen? Who's gonna go home? Who's it gonna go? Who you with your baby? Look, 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 We'll go ahead. <laughs> and then Rue shocked us all and said, Shocking. You know, Rue, Rue was like, Shit, they're all really good. I can't. Well, maybe. I, no, we. And you know, Rue's like, Fuck this. It's my, my show. show. <laughs> Four. My rules. So this has. has been a great. I thought it was. It's been a great season, it though. It has. Everyone's. But everything I. Once I Aja went home, I thought everybody was really great. <laughs> No shade, Aj. I'm sorry. She's not the same level. You're just not my cup of tea. Yeah. Let's say that. So, Maybe trash. she'll come back for All-Stars and she'll have like learned. But we saw her makeup for the reunion. Good. We saw your makeup. Um, so I noticed there's a young lady sitting over there. What? Ready for the summer. I know. She changed her outfit since and last year. we have much her. to talk about. We do. So much. <laughs> Crazy about me today, Avril. Uh, you look like you're ready for a, a barbecue. I'm ready to go eat some meat or like some tofu dogs. I'm oh. okay with that too. Here, hold on one second, everybody. Oh, there we go. It's just a single note now. That feels better. That feels more authentic. So anyway, hey, Aaron, have you been watching some TV? Uh, uh, uh yeah. What you watching? Well, I've been watching RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. And I've been watching Veep. <gasps> oh, my God. Veep is fucking hilarious. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I feel bad for fucking Gary, though. Yeah. I feel bad for Gary. That birthday episode made <laughs> me cry. I mean, he's going to win an Emmy for that. Oh, God, he should. <laughs> Tony Hale is an extension of funny from my butt to my <laughs> nose because it's got a smell about him. I like the smell of that Tony Hale. I like the smell of him. He smells like smell success. Give the man an Emmy and a golden glob. And what would be freaking hilarious is if he got there like they did that time when she won the globe and he went up with her and hold her purse. Uh-huh. It'd be so funny if she went up with him and tried to give a speech and she was like, oh, wait. Well, you know the Emmys are coming up. Oh, they this are? This fall, yeah. Oh, in the fall. Well, and you know what else I watched? Trinity? What? I watched the Tony Awards. Oh, <gasps> the Tony motherfucking. Oh, let's talk about the Tony Awards. Yeah, I let's... know my mom's got feeling about the Tony Awards. She got fifi. But you talk first. Well, I didn't actually get to watch a lot of it because I was at a gig. But, oh, oh, you're making money. But I, I, I noticed a lot of white people. It was vanilla <laughs> with a side of vanilla bean and with a side. <laughs> Of white coconut ice cream. <laughs> it was white. Exactly. And to make it even whiter, yep. Bette Midler did not perform. 
Well, do you want to know that's tea about the Bette Midler not performing? I, I know a lot of people are like, oh, Bette's a bitch. She's not performing. It was the producer and the director's decision to not have Bette perform. Because the Tonys asked them to do put on your Sunday clothes when you feel down and out. Well, Bette's all game. She's like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. And then they're like, mm, but we'd have to pay Bette Midler to go and do the Tonys. And if people see her on the Tonys performing, then maybe they won't pay the astronomical price points that we've put these Hello Dolly tickets at. So we're going to make up some big old bullshit story that we can't fit the number on the big stage and we're too old. We can't restage it. We the bitty booty booty better better bullshit. And bet was all game. But it comes down to the fact that those fucking producers and directors are like, we want your money. You want to see bet? You got to pay. Mm -hmm. Slick dicks. Ugh. Because, you know, they're, they're breaking all kinds of box office records. Oh, yeah. I want to see her. Who don't want to see her? It's Beth fucking Midler. She's the well, tits. And I heard her understudy or her cover, Donna Murphy, Donna is fucking better. Murphy. I mean, it's fucking Donna Murphy. Who's going <laughs> to... It's Donna her, her cover is freaking Donna Murphy. You guys, her cover is Donna Murphy. Tony Award winning Donna Murphy? Two-time Tony winner. I mean... Donna Murphy. Lega. Anyway, hello, Dolly. Won them all. So Won them all. Dear Evan Hansen. And dear Evan Hansen. And he's good. He's so good. So do you know what Rob and I did before the Tony started? Uh -uh. We went online and we bought two tickets to see Dear Evan Hansen in September before the Tonys, just in case good. they were like good sell call. out. Like we don't even know. Like we're like, can we go? Is it going to work? How are we going to get there? So nothing. We bought two tickets. Yep. <laughs> we are in the room and we're going to, because his contract is up in October as well. Mm -hmm. So, and I don't know that I can't imagine emotionally that that's a role you want to sign on for another two years. Well, and like he's from that article was like he lives like a monk because yeah, he can't because he's on he vocal can't. rest when he's not. He's doing on the vocal show. rest when he's not doing the show. He has to do all of this physical therapy because of the hunching that he does, so he doesn't get stuck permanently that way. Yeah. It's really taking a toll on him um, as a person, you know, yeah. and it affects the way he lives. So I wouldn't be surprised if he was like, "Can I just take a break? Okay, bye. Yeah, give me like six months off or something, so I can." Know, straighten my back out and find joy in my life. But he was amazing. People were complaining that he was closing his eyes and that that was the window to the soul. But uh, okay, I don't care. <laughs> Wait, let me think about it. No, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. And people were also being like, "Oh my god!" So this one millennial. <clears throat> sorry about it. I'm totally not even Felicity anymore. <laughs> This one millennial online, and I am not generalizing all millennials behave this way. Just so we're clear, keep your letters to yourself. I'm not saying that all millennials behave this way. I'm saying that some millennials, they are very selfish, and they do not respect the elders. They do not respect the shoulders upon which they stand. Okay? I'm just putting it out there. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Don't judge. This is New York after all. So anyway... This one millennial was on the line saying that Bette Midler, because she told the band to cut the crap out, uh, that she is a garbage person. Bette Midler is a garbage person was the Facebook status. So, of course, I came for him because I was like, oh, she's a garbage person because she wanted to thank the props master? Girl thanked the props master. Girl thanked everybody that was on a show. And the regional people, the... Who won the? Re it was like a Dal It was Dallas. It was some theater in Dallas, Texas, I think. Uh -huh. They thanked front of house people. 
Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah, get it, get it, get it. It's only happened like um, Judith Light always thanks the front of house people because Judith Light is an angel on this earth. She's <laughs> and we don't deserve. She's a mother from who's above. And she's on transparent. No. She got it on with Tony Danza. And she is an angel. In and she life. loves the front of house. She loves the front of house. She always thanks. Everybody, she is gracious. <laughs> Get it together, people. Okay. Well, you know what? She is a Tony-winning trash person. She so is a Tony-winning trash person. And when I was you like, win a Tony, then you can thank whoever the hell you want. Yeah. I'm like, and she was going to thank her teachers. I was like, you know what? Bette Midler won a special Tony in 1974. This is her first actual factual, like, for a role, Tony. Let her have it. Mm-hmm. And then let's have a moment for Kevin Spacey. So his impressions were really good, and they would have been so exciting in 1997. <laughs> so exciting, right? Or let's even say 94. I mean, do they not have anyone else that wanted to do it? They couldn't, they couldn't get NPH anybody. Or? They really couldn't get anybody. Don't you remember? There was like all that like they, he they, he signed on real late, real late. I wonder what happened. They they just couldn't get anybody. <laughs> like they actually tried to get Tina Fey, and they tried to get all these other people, but. So in Kevin a, well, Spacey's they're probably, defense, they're not looking for theater people. No, and so in get Kevin's, a fucking theater person. I know, like fucking let Audra host. Yes, I mean, you guys, Audra wasn't nominated this year. <laughs> Make her host, <laughs> although she did just have a baby, right? Or maybe she's. I mean, no, she's fine. She, it was like seven months ago. Oh yeah, girl, time to get back tour. to work. Oh, that's right, because you saw her at the Stepan live. You saw her at the Stepan. Stepan. Anyway, so have you seen anything else? So that was the Tonys. They were white. They're white. Don't Uh, know if they quite got it right this year, but. But yay, bet one. Yay, bet. And bet Benjamin Bratt one. Pratt. Ben Bratt. (laughs) Felicity's sunglasses are now on the microphone. Here, buddy. Do you want to wear some sunglasses? Anyway, what else is going on television? Your show starts, right? Big Brother. Big Brother coming back. It's when they put crazy mo focus in a house. And this year, the, the house guests actually look like they're over 17 years old. Yay! <laughs> so there's hopes that maybe there will be some inclusivity. But the one thing about Big Brother is they can never have more than two people of color, and it's annoying. Like, at this point, can we just have half people of color and half vanilla assholes? Anyway, that's just my thoughts. <laughs> Sorry about it, CBS. Do you know what I am excited for is Leah Remini is doing another fucking season of that crazy. Scientology show. Yay. I'm scared to say that out loud because then the Scientologist is going to come and get, get me. They listen They're to our podcast. They look at my podcast. They're looking at my butt. Anyway, uh, the other thing I'd like to mention in this telephone is Handmaid's Tale. The first season has come to an end. And it was a hanger. It was a <laughs> hanger. I haven't watched it yet. So. What's wrong with you? That you show gotta is a watch lot. it. I it's a lot. I'm going very slow because it's, it's like a, Walking Dead. I can only take so much. It's emotional. But anyway, the end of it's this huge cliffhanger. And I was like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna be such a smarty motherfucking pants. I'm just gonna read the book. I don't need to wait for that show to come back. Turns out the first season ends. How the book ends. Why? So now we don't know what's going Why? <laughs> what am I gonna do? Why? Where's it gonna come back? Wow! <laughs> this is Game of Thrones all over again. I'm going to have to wait a fucking year. Ow! It's a microphone in my armpit. Why? 
you know what will make me feel better, Lord, that Mr. Aaron. What? His name is Logan. <laughs> I don't understand why the viewers. Felicity, it's a podcast. No one's looking yeah, at no it. No, I don't know. The viewers <laughs> have not given me the Logan. The folks at home on TV. Dear viewers, where is Logan? I love him. He doesn't call. I think it's enough of me, even though mom talked the whole time about Tony's. But anyway, Game of Thrones is coming back. I'm so excited. So is Big Brother and Handmaid's Tale messed me up. Oh, and Orphan Black, the final That's season bad. has started. It is already messed up. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know how I'm going to get through this summer. I'm going to wear some capri pants, sunglasses, and have myself tie your a shirt time. In the middle. I'm just showing off. I got polka dot capri pants and some saddle shoes. I am slaying the game. While my mom is in D.C., lobby in Washington, I'm getting all the boys. Hey, where the boys are? Where the boys are? I don't think that's how that song goes. You don't know. You weren't alive then. Neither were you, dear. You're a doll. Ah, all right. I'm out. Get Thrones. Yeah. Game of Thrones. Come back. Jon Snow. Let's see his peen. Maybe we can see his peen this year. We want Jon Snow peen. Make it happen. Make it happen. All right. Now. Thanks, Felicity. Wow. She's passionate about she, the Jon Snow peen. I mean, are we all? I mean, I can't I can't say that I'm... Uh, I mean, I'm okay with it. I mean, uh, if it ever comes to it, at some point I may give up my life so I can stalk Kit Harrington. I don't think it's it, a bad thing. It's not a bad idea. No, not at all. Um, so, uh, what else is going on? Oh, we didn't talk about... We talked about politics a little bit. Talked about me lobbying. There is that thing called the the healthcare bill. Oh right. Um, that who knows what the hell that is. No one has seen. No one's debated or discussed. Just for perspective, I believe it was eighteen months that the Affordable Care Act, also known as Obamacare, that they debated and rewrote and compromised and talked together. That would be eighteen months. This is a room full of white men deciding the fate for all people. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I don't think it'll pass. Like, but if it does... They're trying to ram it through. I know, and I think it's stupid. Like, there's got to be... Like, how can they not... Well, I get, nothing surprises me anymore. But I don't what understand the because there, no, there's no state, no state in the country approves of the bill. No state. That's what CNN said. Or there was a, or the, 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 there's a poll. They just want to win. That's all they I want. I know, That's but that doesn't help win. the American people. It doesn't help the American people. It doesn't help Congress the American people. It doesn't help the American people. I just hope that come next fall, come, come <laughs> that they remember this and they vote these people out. You know, Paul Ryan has a, a challenger for his seat. He does? Mm-hmm. <gasps> apparently, he's kind of awesome. Oh. Oh, I support that. Well, our governor already has re-election ads on the news. Well, you know who's running? Like, everybody's running against him. Everybody. So Pritzker. Pritzker. Dan Bliss. Amaya Parwar, who I like the most mm-hmm. because he's a real person. Oh, everybody's freaking out about property taxes here in Chicago because they've gone up again. But I don't know that everybody understands that Mayor Daley... 
Um, so they didn't raise property taxes for 16 years. Uh. This is the world we live in. It's like you had all these politicians that were like, we're going to do less with, we're going to do more with less, more with less, more with less, more with less. So then they didn't mess with your taxes and everyone's so great and everybody's so happy. But they didn't, you know what they did with less? They did less with less. How? So property tax pays for our roads. And anybody who has been in Chicago Uh. and also pays for schools, anybody who's driven on roads in Chicago, (coughs) you know that we haven't had a solid paved road in this city. For as long as I've lived here. Dude, Chicago is under siege by construction workers right it's now. It's awful. Every well, Broadway, fucking street. Oh, my God. Every street is ripped up. And Broadway. Let's There's talk about Broadway. There's a pride parade in five days. And that shit is a dust bowl. It's been a dust bowl since January. That would be January. That's how long it's been. It's been so long. So, anyway, I know that we're upset. That property taxes... Because your $2 million house... You yes, pay I get it. I understand that that is a stress and that it's more money. You do get to deduct that from your taxes. You get to deduct um, that from your personal taxes, the interest rate and all that stuff. But just know that they didn't raise property taxes for 16 years. I'm kind of in a place where, yes, when you raise taxes, it's going to suck. And I'm going to be impacted the most because I land in the middle class now, which is really exciting because I was stupid poor for so long. And mm. now, I'm, I'm, now I'm just dipping my toe in what's okay, called yo. a middle class. Just dipping a toe. Dip a toe. And wow, I don't make much more money because the taxes are so high. My take home is not anything different. But it's just this idea that you didn't raise taxes for years and years and years. And that's why our country sucks. And that's why we don't have the things that we need. And that's why our police aren't trained. And that's why there's not Title IX coordinators at every freaking school. And all that stuff that we're supposed to have, you need money to do it. So Mm. I'm very uh, Roosevelt about it, the New Deal and all that. We need a new deal. We need a new deal. Oh, Aaron, do you know what song I was just referencing by doing... Um, I believe it was I Will Survive. <gasps> no, I need a new deal. Ain't no mountain high enough. No, I need a new deal. MacArthur Park. No. Oh, my God. MacArthur Park is such a great song, though. Why is anybody? Well, here's the thing I'll never understand about MacArthur Park. Uh, the, it was written by a guy on acid. It was. <laughs> but here's the thing I'll never understand. So he makes this cake. Girl leaves it out in the rain. Why'd you take it outside? Okay, maybe the uh, picnic. It was a picnic. Okay, and maybe you didn't barbecue. You didn't read the the weather report, and you didn't know it was going to rain. But but then it was someone left the cake out in the rain. So maybe there was like a <gasps> was it me? Maybe it was Aaron. All these years, I did it. There was I like a, the a monsoon or something suddenly, and they had to like run in and oh god, get the chairs. Oh, don't forget Aunt Aunt Betunia who can't walk well. We gotta help her up. Oh, the rain. I remember Betunia. I do too. And everybody, oh, we should talk. <coughs> Everybody's <coughs> running in, and then someone leaves the cake out to help. Do you Aunt have Petunia. the music for? I do have it. No, we should ask about. We should ask people who were there when the song was written. They but first-hand the, witnesses. They would. They were first-hand witnesses of the actual uh, and and the Donna Summer version of the song. Summer Donna. Because the guy who wrote it, his name was Richard something. But anyway, I Jimmy think, Webb. And also because it is Pride, I think it is smart, Aaron, that we should go ahead and go over to the town hall apartments and meet with Mavis and Felicia. Before I knock this over. But first, what is there? It is. 
Town Hall Apartments is the one of the first LGBTQ retirement communities that allows seniors to remain in the neighborhood that they helped create. Babies and Felicia have been living in Town Hall Apartments since they first opened their doors in 2014. Let's peek in and see what kind of crazy antics they've gotten up today. Mavis and Felicia. Town Hall Apartments. It's the Pride Parade, baby. Where's my cake? Well, someone oh, left, someone it left it in the Oh, that joke, it never gets old. Because someone actually did. Do you know what? I remember the first time I heard Donna Summer sing. Someone left a cake out in MacArthur Park. I had to find out who is MacArthur and why does well, he why have... Why does he get a park? I didn't have a park. There's no Felicia Park. There's no Mavis Park. No, we could have a Mavis and Felicia Park. And I know for sure what I want to have in that park, for sure. I for want sure. a bench <laughs> I want at least one bench, Mavis. Don't you think that's a good I idea? I think that's a fair request. Uh, Some places. <laughs> oh, bless you. Oh, the Excuse allergies. Me. It's the pollen. It's the pollen. It's the, all up in your snows. My head is I a want, whirl. I want a bench. <laughs> oh, Mavis is so allergic to benches. That means I'm getting better. <laughs> it does. When the germs come out of your nose, it means they're not coming when out of your nose. When they stay in and then they affect you. Yes, it affects you. So I want a bench. I would like one one, one plant. Can there be a hill? Oh, well, we need a hill. We need a hill. Should we put and the bench? children. Oh, well. Should we put the bench at the top of the hill? Or at the bottom so the children have to roll down and run into the bench? We put it at the top of the hill. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. And then the kids... They gotta the Jump little fat the, ones gotta run up the hill to get to the bench so they can sit down. So they can sit down, and then they, we're helping. Like forces, good, good like Michelle help. Obama. We are helping the youth. I miss her already. I do. I miss her fashion but, sense. So it's Pride Week. It's Pride Week because in Chicago we do the thing where they have the Pride Fest. This is when we are at our most popular. It's when because we are on the parade route. We are. We're right there in the apartments, and we hang out the window. And and we don't wear bras. We don't wear shirts. No, it's too heavy to carry them around. Our, my titties go all the way to street level. They do. It is magnificent. Out the window. And people, like, walk by and they play people with them. Like, they, they, they put a sandwich on one, and they ring the bell, and then I pull it up, and I get a sandwich. Oh, that's what you do. So instead of throwing beads... You just put them out there. People give me shit. And they give you shit because they're like By attaching it to my super long chit we live on the seventh floor. That's quite impressive. It's very impressive. <laughs> you are something special, Mavis, but I've known for a while. <laughs> you have known for a while. You know the special part. I think they should put us in the parade some year. We should get our own float. Maybe we could do our own parade. We could float. Like on a Wednesday. A root beer float. What if we just, uh, every day's a parade. Oh, that's true. We do just march everywhere we want because I don't see so good and I'm not sure where the sidewalk ends or where the street... That's a book or the, by or the light in the attic. I can't never find that neither. Where? <laughs> <laughs> or, wait, there's another book by... Oh, I the would Giving like the tree. tree. Where's that keep, thing? Where's the tree? Why is it not given? Oh, those were some classic... It's a taking tree. It's a taking tree. That's, so maybe we should put a giving tree by that bench... And then maybe the fat kids will run up to the bench and then climb the tree. You know, Mavis, it is not you. politically correct to talk about the size of a child. But what if they're big? 
Maybe they were born. Maybe they're parents. They're still cute. I, I still like them. I think all babies are beautiful. All babies, except for the ugly ones. The ugly ones are not beautiful. And <laughs> <laughs> the pride parade. So so there's going to be lots of dingalings at the pride parade. Yeah, so. they or, or people don't wear a lot of clothes. Pride parades just aren't what they used to. It used to be a bunch of people walking around being like, "We're proud." And now proud. it's a bunch of people like rubbing their butts in people's crotches. It's, now there's nothing now that's, wrong with nothing wrong with butts that. in crotches. But there was a time when we were like, we are here, we are queer, past the mayonnaise, and that's just not <laughs> what's happening these days. Nobody's oh, eating hey, I got mayonnaise. Your mayonnaise right here. No, thank here you. you. I'd like to. Oh, what was I we are here. We are queer. Get out of my way, cause I'm wearing. We are a wear, here. A we are queer, and we are old, and we are grumpy. I'm gonna get myself a walkable sandal, and I will walk where sandals walk. Do you know where what? Sandals I, never walk. And then there were two footprints, because you were carrying me. Right, because you couldn't In walk anymore. Because you wouldn't wear the walkable sandals. I got a bunny. And because the street is ripped up, it was I like walking it's got in its own sand. zip code. I told you it wasn't sand, and we weren't on the beach. This was just lousy construction. But you were like, no, it's the sand, and you have to carry me. Wait, did we talk about Donna Summer at all? No, we didn't, but she knows what we, she knows. Well, she didn't leave the, this, the, the most thing I want to be clear with this Pride Day is she did not leave the cake out in the rain. Someone did. That's what the lyrics say. It was me. Mavis left it out. All right, Mavis. I'll see you at the parade. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Mavis. Mavis and Felicia. Town Hall Apartments. <laughs> They are a joy as always, aren't they? So let's close out our Pride edition of Kiki in a Cup and remind you to not turn your back on the hard-fought rights that you have earned. That you deserve. Hold on one second. I'm going to let Aaron play this intro for a while. Spring was never waiting for us, dear. It stands to Steps ahead as we fall in the dance. MacArthur's Park is, oh no, between the party pages we were pressed. In love's heart, flavored iron, like a striped pair of pants. pants, pants. deep and meaningful. It's changing lives. I recall 
you're on your knees on the ground and it's flowing, you're on your knees on the ground. Now we know why the cake got left. I know why he's at MacArthur Park. Birds like tender babies in your hand. And the old men playing checkers, checkers. by the trees. By the tree. Get out of here, you bench. young whippersnappers. The giving tree, perhaps. Everyone knows this part. MacArthur's Park, Park is melting in the dark. All the sweet green icing. Lessons for Happy Pride, everybody. Happy that Pride. was Kiki in a Cup, and we love you. Happy Pride, and we'll see you next month. Kiki in a Cup, goodbye. Bye.